You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hi, River. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> um, I wonder if I threw some people off last week when I was like, hi, Michelle. <laughs> it was my friend, Michelle. Oh, oh, oh. Like, I'm not saying it to myself. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's funny. It's like you're talking to yourself. I know. Like, hey, Michelle, what's up? And I'm like, not much. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't to me. That was funny, though. <laughs> I was kind of doing it also because I wanted to see if she would do it back to me like you do. But she was just, uh... but she was just funny because she's like, Oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) No one does it quite like we do it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's just right. So, um, gosh, it's just another week has gone by and here we are. (laughs) I know. I know. What are you up to this weekend? Um, It's actually Pride Weekend here in Phoenix. And um, and funny enough, Michelle's driving here to hang out for the weekend. So that'll be cool. And I have the child who is in her room right now, but um, she's going to, um, she's excited about going to see the parade tomorrow. Oh, exciting. Are you all going to like dress up at, like fun for the parade or like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm t-shirts, but like my t-shirt yeah. says free mom hugs. Oh, that's very fitting for you. <laughs> yeah, for any of the for any of the little young gays, the little baby gays who want to give a hug or or just I, mostly the gay boys come up and take advantage of it. I just hug them because they just <laughs> love boobs. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Who doesn't love boobs? <laughs> <laughs> boobs are fun. Um, we were, um, I think, talking about what today what we wanted to talk about today and you wanted to and we were we kind of came up with dating after divorce i don't know why i whispered that and it's not like sacrilegious or anything yeah or it's like one of those snl skits where the mom is like so anyways the neighbor janice did something naughty you know, like those those certain moms that like <laughs> whisper the bad stuff. Well, that's funny because you, sometimes she didn't graduate. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. She was caught kissing in the back of a car. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know. Um, but that's kind of how like when you think about or at least I know for me, when I was cons- like thinking about what does it even look like to date again, yeah. like as I was getting divorced, it almost feels that way. Like it's a kind of a scary thing. Do you feel like, like, is there a weirdness for you? Like if your ex saw you out with, like, has he seen you with anybody else? no because well we live in a small town right and so that was a fear of mine and because we live in a small town like there's a multi-layer like not 
not fear, but just kind of like caution concern for me of most everyone here that would be single went to school with him, grew up with him. They run the same circle or my friends have dated them before. It's just like such a small dating pool here. Um, and we haven't run into each other dating because um, we have like my weekends are free with my kids. And so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but I was dating someone last summer and this person and I ran into my kids' dad's boss while we were together. And it did cause a little bit of some like drama, talking, texting, like just some weirdness that was uncomfortable. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know what it would be like for my ex to see me with somebody else at some point, but it hasn't it hasn't happened yet because I've taken this year to sort of dig into more of me, you know what I mean? So and it's just more about friendships. Like tonight it'll be fun. Caden's gonna hang out over at grandma's for the for the evening so that Michelle and I can just go out and meet, meet with some of my other friends, you know, as like a big fun group and then give her, you know, give her a little night out in, you know, and that, and then tomorrow's the parade. And then after that, we're just probably going to chill, you know, yeah, just relax. Cause then it becomes a work night, a school night, you know, it's like Sunday yeah. night. It's, yeah. It's, I don't know if two days is enough for weekends anymore. I think we all need I think like America should vote on once a month, at least a three day weekend, because when it's a holiday weekend, it is so needed for that, like extra one day, because I am like such, I'm not a workaholic by any means, but I'm so responsible in showing up for work and you know, even though there's a lot of autonomy working remote, it just would be nice to have like the ex, like just an extra day, like an automatic extra day, a catch up day. Yeah. Just like, like, you know, casual Friday or whatever, but like, instead it's like, Hey, the third Friday or the third Monday, whatever that is, whatever anyone wants to vote on is a three-day holiday. I think it would just be good for Americans to be forced because the country doesn't have like, we don't have like the European six-week, you know, vacations. Like they take- We don't have holidays. We don't have nap time. Right, <laughs> right. Like America is just so about the work, 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 work which is yeah, such a grind right. sometimes yeah. it's like, ugh. Mm -hmm. and then you feel guilty. If like, should I, should I take a hooky day? Like I have tons of PTO, like nothing is going to break on a day that I decide like a mental health day. Right. But mm -hmm. I still don't like, I'm just so like responsible, you know, but it's probably what made, makes me successful too. But it's kind of a, it's kind of a catch 22 sometimes. It is. And you got to have balance with that. Mm -hmm. I think 
And uh, I know, like, even right now, for me as a single mom working from home, yeah, it's like having to have that balance between taking care of kids and working. I find myself working most weekends, anyways, being self employed. So I don't really have much of a like time off. Yeah. And I have the flexibility to set my schedule on my day, but the reality is, is I'm working most of the time. Mm -hmm. I know you, I, I, I do admire though, that you're really good about mo more, more than not trying to like make Sunday, like really your sort of really precious alone time or, you know, time for your, you know, whatever it is, time for recharge or I, I that's really, my day to myself. Yeah, yeah. I really admire that. And every now and then, you know, we have to, we record, we'd not have to, but we create time on a Sunday to record. Cause there's maybe you've had a busy work schedule because of weddings or just family and other stuff, but yeah, it's just interesting. But if you can tell, I'm kind of avoiding the whole dating um, after. The I know, I can tell. I know, no, no, I'm really not. I'm just, I'll go back to it now. But it was just, uh, those are just my random thoughts, you know, of <laughs> that was rolling through our, my Our head. conversations just naturally progress like that. And that's one of the things I love about our conversations. <laughs> I know, me too. Um, by the way, people can't really see today, but um, I woke up with second day hair. That is so freaking good. No, your hair looks amazing. It really does. It does. I think we both are killing it with the hair today. Good hair days. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see. So the dating after after the divorce, you know, I think for me, my whole thing is right now, after 18 years of being with someone and one year so far um, alone, it doesn't feel like a lot of time yet. Like it's no. interesting, right? Like, and I love the fact that no one in my life is forcing me, at least obviously there is no one in my life actually um, is forcing me to do anything. And that's mm. really nice because I, because I remember in my twenties, it was like, Oh, when, you know, it's like the, the family conversations start turning into, so when are you going to find someone and settle down? And then yeah. you start to settle down. And then when are you going to have a baby? And then yeah. I don't care if you're gay or straight, those conversations still come out, especially once your parents know like, Oh, there are ways for you to have children, you know what I mean? So, so when are you going to have one? And so yes. it's interesting. They want grandkids. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you have like, you know, two kind of long back-to-back -back relationships like I did. And now you find yourself at the age of the ripe, beautiful age of 54. And I'm super psyched to turn 55. Like, I don't care. Like age for me, it, it's not a big deal. Just means another level that I get to, mm -hmm. you know, be a part of on this earth, right? It's not an A level or not. It's a level. <laughs> so I'll be yeah. level 55 in January. But um for me, it's I'm just grateful like to have the opportunity of connecting with who I am and feeling so fucking good about where I am in my soul and mm -hmm. standing with my two 
feet on the ground, like heels embedded just in the ground. I I don't think I've ever felt better about my whole self and, and not in a way of like, of course I'm working on my fitness. I'm working on my cardio. I'm working on all those fun things, nutrition, you know, I'm like, it's just the work in progress of like, you know, recovering from a, from my double hip replacements. So right. that was, like that's a, that was a year this year that I did the oh, 11th. For a while that went by so fast. Uh-huh. Cause now I've actually been divorced a year and a half. Like it's almost mm-hmm. to the two year mark coming mm-hmm. in next, you know, early next year. So, um, and do I'm, you count it? Do you count it like being divorced from like the day that you sign the divorce paperwork? Like that's the day that you count it from? Or no, do you start, I, like, do you consider it from like when your divorce process started? I think I'm talking, when I say that, I'm definitely talking from when they were like official. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I asked for the divorce in January, so it'll be two years in like the end of January or like February, I think. What it yeah, was. and see, November 1st this year, so in just two weeks for me, November 1st, will, it will have been two years since I said we're getting a divorce and then I started moving out. And yeah. so I, because I, my divorce wasn't finalized until February of this year. That's so right. It's a longer I've only cycle. been di- divorced for, you know, what, six months? Yeah. Um, and, but I consider it from the day I said, we're getting divorced and I stopped sleeping in the same house and right. I started moving out and I find, found a rental house. So for me, it's like the process has been two years mm-hmm. and people say, how long have you been single? And I'm like, I, I count it from that day because yeah, we were tell, like technically still married, but you, but, like, but you had the conversation and in your mind, that was, that was the stuff. Yeah, and it was like, we were done. And, and, and prior to that, like it had been about six to eight months of <clears throat> already living in separate rooms and separating and then trying couples therapy. And so it's like, this has really been like a three-year process. <laughs> how long, how many months from that November 1st date to when you moved out? How many months was that? I don't think I ever asked you that, or maybe I don't remember. So November 1st, I was like, we're getting divorced. Like we're done. Yeah. We're done. And I started sleeping at my photography studio at night. Uh, that's right. Okay. And oh, that I was night. just at the house. That, yeah, night? that night? That night. Wow. And we didn't sleep. We didn't sleep in the same house Again, I think there was only one time I stayed at the house during that next month because I, December 1st, I moved into my rental house with the kids. And so I think there was only, I think the night before I moved the kids out of the house into the new rental house, I think I did stay at the house that night. Just to tie up um, loose ends or hang out with Just to tie kids. up loose ends, hang out with the kids, and then also spend some time with my stepdaughter um, before moving out. Yeah, that's um, and so like, I was very intentional about the process. Um, but also for me, when people ask me, how long have you been single? It's like, I was with someone and Mary. So I was married for three years with this person for almost nine years. Mm-hmm. But the entire time we had a relationship, I was being cheated on the entire time. Mm-hmm. And for me, it felt like 
I was a single married person mm-hmm. a lot of that time. Wow. And so when people were asking me like, oh, how, you know, cause I started, I got back in the dating apps December, like a few weeks after I moved out and people were like, how can you already be trying to date? I'm like, well, he was dating <laughs> behind my back the entire time we were together. Oh, totally. So for me, it doesn't feel like my, my grieving process, my emotional grieving process was very different in that I wasn't grieving the end of the relationship because I'd already gone through that. Yeah. But I was grieving the loss of, of the family unit for my kids. Mm-hmm. That was the grieving process for me, mm-hmm. not the loss of the relationship, the family unit mm-hmm. for my kids and the changes for my kids. And so dating didn't feel... That it didn't feel super scary for me at that point in time. Yeah. It's interesting. Dating isn't like necessarily scary for me. I just feel like, and I know we were talking about this the other day because I read this quote about when you are in a spiritual journey, it is very hard to be superficial social Mm-hmm. Like it's really, it is, it's, it's, it all, I mean, I do kind of feel like I'm in that space of it's, it's hard to have just those like, oh, so, um, you know, tell me about you. You know what I mean? Like those, those initial first and second type of date conversations. And then on top of it, i I'm definitely not an app person, but um, I definitely just would rather meet somebody organically still. And, and that's because I'm just happy in my space right now. Like if the right person really, you know, knocked on my door or, you know, you know, I met them and it just felt like that energy, that chemistry, that energy is there, then I'd be open to like, you know, seeing where that goes. It's not like I'm closed off at all. I mean, I'm out in the world and so being social with good friends. And if someone crosses my path, cool. But I'm I'm just not, I guess it's just not like in my 20s where I remember really forcing the connections. Yeah. And now yeah. I can't even fake that anymore. Like I just, I can't. Well, that's because, I mean, that's because like when you're in your 20s, especially when you're younger, like the there's like a need to date there's like a need to have that connection to have because I mean you're getting so many social like pressures from the outside and from your family from your friends everyone around you is starting to couple and so when you're and of course like our hormones are through the roof when we're in our 20s right and so there's like the physical like biology drive to like find someone and all of that Um, and it's just, it's so different when you've been through the process of being married, having kids and understanding what a long-term relationship means and what that looks like and the experience of that, that when you come to the other side of it, I I feel like there's like two different types of people who come through divorce and the other side of it. There's the people who are like completely not okay being by themselves And so they immediately just like dive back into dating, dive back into finding a relationship and they just, they repeat the same cycles and patterns. Right. And then there's the people like us who are like, 
No, we've been through this and we want to do this with intention and yes. we're not interested in creating a long-term partnership until it absolutely checks off all the boxes. Um, that's it. I think that's really, it is that again, I think, you know, I know we may be repeating ourselves from a few podcasts ago, but I think it's just really important for me. I'll speak from it. I know, I know you feel the same way because we've had so many conversations around this, that, that the person just has to provide value because more often than not, like no matter what, whoever I bring in, they're going to, if, if they're going to be in my life longer than 90 days, then they're going to have an opportunity to meet my kid. And, yeah. and when now, because I'm a mom, I'm not in my twenties anymore. I'm in my fifties and I'm a mom. That person needs to not only bring value to my life, they mm -hmm. need to bring value to my smart, amazing daughter's life. And when I meet people, I kind of just have a second of like, yep, nope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it's like, so true though. It's, it's so true. It's, like that's the criteria for me too. Like I have two children who are wonderful and smart and funny and amazing. And I was talking about this with a friend last night about like my criteria for dating. And one of them is it sounds so hypocritical, but I don't want to date someone who has kids as a mom. This was an interesting like thought from you. I was very, I was in, I was like really surprised. Not that you didn't want to have another baby, but that you're like, you don't want to really have another baby, but well, and, and just, you know, furthermore, like they have a kid. Well, that's the thing is like, I I've had someone recently ask me, Oh, can we set you up with this person? He's an amazing guy and all of that. But he has kids. And I'm like, no hard pass because here's the thing. I've been a step parent. I've been a step parent and I have fully experienced that there's a different set of expectations for a stepmother than for a stepfather. Mm -hmm. And when you are a stepmother, you are expected to take on most of the time you are expected to take on raising and loving someone else's children the same way you would your own children. And that is not expected of stepfathers. It's mm -hmm. a very different set of responsibilities, expectations. <clears throat> and furthermore, I have two wonderful, amazing children who, who fully need me still. They're small. They're five and eight. And one of them is special needs. And my, my life is busy with my children. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in taking on someone else's children yeah. and further splitting my time. I've come to the place where I don't have my kids on my weekends and I fully cherish and appreciate my solo time on my weekends. I don't want to spend my weekends going to my partner's kids sports games. I don't want to spend my weekends without my children, but then with my partner's children and navigating multiple sets of parents and schedules and all the things. And I know it sounds so hypocritical as someone who has children, but I don't want to date someone with children. And hey, I don't feel bad saying that because I'm like, you're allowed I to manifest <laughs> exactly what you want. And, and knowing farewell, that it may take a, a few extra frogs before you meet yeah. that prince or princess yeah. or no, but um, either one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But 
for me, I think at my age, I mean, first and foremost, I, if I'm nuts about that person and they happen to have kids for me, it's, I'm not afraid or anything. I, like I'm, ex I'm, I would be excited to be a bonus mom for somebody because I just like, I've never been in that space before, but I know that if it's the right person, I am like excited, like more, more is more for me. You know what I mean? Like, totally. It's and so I think if you would have talked to a past, like a past version of me would have felt the same way. But then also I've been taking care of children since I was a child myself. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> As the oldest of six. And so, and I was a stepmom for, for eight years and I got thrown very quickly into taking care of my stepdaughter and raising her. And so now it's like, I don't feel guilty or selfish saying, no, I just want my person and our mm -hmm. time together. And I want my time with my kids. And if my person and my kids happen to coincide, amazing. That's even better. But that's not a need for me necessarily. Like I know it's so funny because I mean, even just thinking about this now, because I've been doing the shadow journal work and Ooh. I know. And so it's, it's really starting to help me identify more of, of what I want. And, and obviously if, if I met somebody who didn't have kids and all that sort of stuff, great, you know, maybe they're, they, they were an aunt. I just, I feel like sometimes for me, at least it's nice like even meeting other moms is really nice. Like, mm -hmm. because it's just, you feel like there's that unspoken understanding sometimes, but, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, I'm just staying open to whatever. Again, it, I just want it to happen organically. Um, I'm definitely not wanting to force zero. I mean, anything. And I just love being around my friends so much. Like, it's just so great. So when you were coming out of the divorce, yeah, like was there a conscious thought or intention setting for you of around dating of, no, I'm going to intentionally take time for myself. I'm going to spend time being alone. I'm going to pour into myself. Like, was it a conscious thought or was it just like a natural evolution of that? Well, I mean, I've been interested in somebody, you know, but it just has been more of a timing thing in that sense, but for, but understanding that having some alone time has not been a bad thing for me, mm. but I don't know if I really, I didn't like have a vision either way. Um, I just sort of took every day for itself. And then during that process, I was also just in a lot of pain for my hips. Mm. So it was like, it was kind of forced back on me to take care of my body at that point, which was, I've never seen my body sort of fall apart on me in that way. And um, so that became kind of a front runner uh, for that first eight months really yeah and then Probably. having the surgeries yeah and then this year this year january you know coming out has just really been about self-love and getting back to movement and 
feeling just better, healthy from the inside out. And now, and now I'm just meeting neat people. Like people just reach out from either the podcast or um, I go to a fun event, you know, a networking thing or an LBGTQ thing with friends. Um, And then just naturally meeting cool people. But I will tell you, like, I had this whole week without Caden, you know, because it's I have a week off and week on. And I had several opportunities to go out and be around people. Literally just was excited to just say, what do you want to do tonight? And I went to the gym and I cooked something delicious. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I just have time with Cooper, you know, like we just do our thing together and it's been really nice. I love that because I'm in the same space. I think, you know, we talk about this often, you and I have like, <clears throat> you know, my, I have my weekends to myself and sometimes I, a lot of times I'm working. Um, but I do so many things by myself that I, I love it. I enjoy it. And it's like, okay, river, you have a free Saturday night. What do you want to do Saturday night? Do you want to go out? <laughs> No, I think I'm going to stay in and uh-huh. make myself a lovely dinner and yeah. then curl up with a good book and then go to bed early because that just sounds amazing. And I fully I enjoy it. that. All right. <laughs> and then on some of those nights, you and I talk for an hour or whatever. And and then we're both like, yeah. all right, what are you going to go do? Oh, I'm, I'm going to probably watch Netflix or both. like I watched the morning show and caught up on billions and some of just the favorite trash tea I've just been so busy at work so this you know this getting that little bit of space and quiet time to just like relax is is really nice which goes back to sometimes I just wish I could have a three-day weekend because it just goes so fast and I don't feel like I really had enough time for downtime but so here's a question like a hypothetical Mm-hmm. as someone who like we're in the same space we've done so much like self-work right yeah. like this, this year this two years this time has been so much for ourselves and it's like organically developed that way looking back at coming out at the end of your divorce if you had met someone organically then do you think you would have been in the space for a relationship at that point in time do you think it would have gone well do you feel like you would have been in the right kind of space to be in a relationship in the way that maybe you would now, or even a year from now. Mm -hmm. That's a hard one, but I think, I mean, if it, if I felt like on like that person was checking all the boxes and we could, and, and we could heal together in many ways or not, not to assume that they needed healing, but, Mm -hmm. I I just like, I think if, if, if they were, if they would have, if they could be, if they would have been patient with me or whatever, if we met and blah, 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 and it could have been right. Yeah. I think it could have, I would have been into that because there's a part of me that doesn't judge anybody coming out of their divorce, because for me, there was just such a lack of intimacy for those so many years. Like you and I've talked about that, where I think when 
you get out of a relationship like that and there's no fault, you know, like to anyone. I mean, there wasn't like, um, it's a natural thing that happens. At the yeah. End yeah. Of we literally were just growing apart. And, yeah. and I think when you have enough years like that, you do crave, like I crave intimacy. It's not like I'm asexual right this minute. Like yeah. I, I crave connection. I crave like waking up with somebody and then going to the farmer's market and, you know, just, or like planning, you know, we talked yeah. about that, right. With LGBTQ mindfulness, you know, like that, that episode, we talked about that with her where it was like, totally. you can, you can be someone who enjoys your solo time and appreciates the intentionality that you have for your life. And you're in a good space of life where you don't need a relationship, like, mm-hmm. but you can also have those desires because it's a totally normal human thing to mm-hmm. want connection, to want intimacy, to, to crave that. And it's like, yeah, you know, I enjoy my Saturday night to myself reading my book and then I wake up Sunday morning and I'm like, oh, it'd be so nice to like wake up snuggled up with my person <laughs> like totally. on a Sunday morning and just like be lazy in bed and then drink our coffee and maybe go for a hike, you know, and enjoy our Sunday together. Like, yeah, I want that for sure. But like, it's not from a place of desperation. It's not from a place of like, it's not from a place of lack. It's not a, it's not not a place, place of from lack. lack. Yeah. 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 That's a good word for it. Of like scarcity mode, you know, like right. scarcity, and, scarcity and money is the same thing as scarcity and love. You know, you you're acting from that space of lack and I, no, I mean, I literally have these thoughts where I'm like, wow, someone's going to get such a great version of me right now. Like they are going to get so much. And that's why I have to realize that they need to be in that space, that reciprocity space, because I know myself, I know what I give. I and what I gave even in an 18, you know, 18 year marriage that felt like I know when it's a true, when it's going to be something more special that I've ever called forth because that's, that's the intentions. That's the law of attraction I'm putting out. That's the manifestation manifestation is not, I want the, you know, I want the house with the four pick the, with the picket fence anymore. I want, I don't like, let's have our life. Like, I love that one quote where I want you to choose me. I want to be second in your life because you put yourself first. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of the space I'm in. Like I no codependency here. No, codependency. no, not like, I'm like, I'll put the fucking rocket ship on the backpack. Like, you know what I mean? Like I want my person, I want her to fucking fly. I want her to, I want her to be the bestest, coolest version that she is today. I want her to want the best for her. I want her to love herself so hard. Um, I want us to not be in desperation or not be in that lack space of, I want to say, 
what do you want to do this week? And them to say, I think I want Friday to myself, or I'm going to go out with, I'd love to go out with my girls or, Hey, let's just meet up in the middle of the country somewhere. Cause I don't know where my person's going to come from. Totally. I, I have told so many of my friends, like legitimately, um, I don't know if my soulmate or my person is in a five mile radius of me. Like, yeah. I just sort of yeah. like, like I travel, I, I do work trips. Like it's just an open, I'm just like an open hearted vessel for whatever comes my way. But my person has to just want more for themselves. And I will cheerlead the, them like on because that's just who I am. So I need someone who's also a giver and also wants to cheerlead me on because that, that, that. Yeah, that because I there's a quote, right? It's like givers need to find another giver. Yes. And you know, that's one thing. Like <clears throat> when I evaluate my past relationships, it's like I have been the giver who has dated, married the takers. Uh-huh. Right. And then when you go through the process of healing that, the idea like when you first encounter dating another giver. It's scary as fuck. You don't know what to do with it. <laughs> like I, I experienced I, that. Like my last situation ship, it was like we are both givers. And it freaked us both out because when you are a giver who's da- always like always dated a taker, you don't know how to receive from mm. another giver. <laughs> you don't know what to do with so it. And true. So that's something I've had to heal in my process. And that's why, you know, I didn't set out when I left my marriage, I didn't set out at the, like when the divorce process started, like now I'm going to date, this is going to happen. Like, yeah, I kind of explored some dating apps and it was more of like my dating journey has been about diving deeper into growing for myself Mm -hmm. and using dating as an opportunity to practice my boundaries and Mm -hmm. like fully practice, like being available for a relationship. Uh, but also honoring my needs and practicing that. And I've dated three people, like I said, in the solo cast, and each one of them has taught me so many things about my needs to the point now where I'm like, no, I know without a shadow of a doubt what I need, yep. how I'm going to show up, what yep. that looks like, what my expectations are, what my criteria are. And I'm a giver who needs to date another giver. <laughs> it's really true. And it's interesting because like this week I was on two meal trains mm. and typically I would bust my ass like going cooking and then going to their house and dropping it off. And then I was like, wait, there's DoorDash. I can still accomplish the same care the same, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, I followed through on my date that, and I sent off two meal delivery services last night and got the nicest thank yous back. And thanks for thinking of us. And thank you so much. One was recovering from surgery. She had breast cancer and the other, Mm -hmm. my good friend lost her, her father this week, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and and she's not ready for full on company yet and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's like the best I can do is say, okay, I'm thinking about you. So what are you doing for dinner tonight? You know, that kind of thing. And 
they, they Which put, can make such a huge impact, you know, it really can like nourishing, does, but, but nourishing I'm not like, food. but I'm not overextending myself. That's right. the thing. like, yeah. I have learned over the last six months, I guess I've really sort of gotten a lot better with this as to knowing one that I'm a healer because we just are, um, it's, it's a, it's a gift and a curse at times. And to, and it has come up in several readings that I need to give myself time to replenish. And that wasn't my life for over 50 years. Like, I don't think I ever recognized or put it, or put it like that for myself. So it is, it's been Again, it's just been really wonderful learning more about who I am, what I want, what I don't want, um, and just being so okay with me. But trust me, like, okay, so a couple of my fun visions is like getting like a big old RV, taking my person, our littles, and just like hitting the road for a week, like almost just (laughs) saying like, let's put a map on the side of the RV and like throw a silly putty at it or whatever, you know, like six kind of thing. And then let's like go there. Like I am just Mm. so in this frame of mind that I have, I know I have space for somebody. They just have to be the somebody that can really, um, they see me, they hear me, Mm -hmm. they understand me that, I am like, I can be a big dorky kid with really bad dance moves, you know, (laughs) but laughs, but laughs, full belly laughs, like doesn't even care. Like, and is a really sweet mom who loves and is obsessed with my child and my dog and loves people. And like, wants all the experiences, the juicy. And then I want like to go to Finland and be in a a glass igloo and have like a really romantic, you know, weekend under the stars with my person or pitch a tent somewhere. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like, I am ready for all those experiences. I just now know better in the sense of, I will never settle again because when I give fully, like they're going to get everything. I was thinking about that this morning before we got on to record, because I was just like laying in bed, like having the thoughts of like, it's a cozy morning. It'd be so nice to have my Saturday morning with someone, you know? And I was just thinking about that. And, um, Ooh, that was my just the just the oh, alone, right? Oh, and that's the thing is like, so I am very much like a like in terms of love languages. Like for me, quality time and physical affection are like my love languages. And for the almost nine years I was with my kids' other parents, there was no physical affection. And I was like starved for it. Like there was no cuddling on Saturday mornings, waking up in bed, like none of that existed. And it was like, I was so starved for it. Mm. 
it's an and, and realizing that like I had settled for so long and starved myself for so long of the things that Isn't I that need. So sad. Like, you know how many people. Yeah, and I think about like what like what you were just saying about like describing like who you are and how you're going to be in a relationship. Like I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, man, the person who who ends up with me is going to be so fucking lucky because they are going to get like the world's biggest snuggler. Like they're going to get that person who's going to get up and make you coffee and bring coffee back to bed. And we're going to snuggle. We're going to lay in the bathtub and read books together. We're going to wake up and be like, all right, we both have a free day. Where are we going today? What adventure are we going on today? And they're going to date someone who is just so loyal and faithful and committed to just having the best experiences in life with the person that they love. Like I am that person. I mean, just imagine us finding, like, with our friends, like, think about our friendships, right? And those, mm -hmm. the the most, the, the most amazing pieces of each of our, like, dearest people. So having that person plus, like, the fact that you want to be, like, snuggly and affectionate, like, I want to dance in the kitchen with somebody yes oh my god like it's all like in it and I love like I haven't really allowed myself to do that in a while of just imagine those scenarios because I was told in a reading recently that I need to keep that I haven't dreamt in a while and mm -hmm. and it, and I think it was for the sake of future faking myself within you know like the confines of of a specific person. And so instead I'm just dreaming of what I, what I know I want without a picture on the other side, because it's so important to just know what we're trying to call in for ourselves and, yeah. and the, and the feelings behind those moments, you know, and yeah. that like, I'm such a romantic at heart. Like, oh my God, me too. <laughs> like, like songs, playlists, like, you know, it's, it's I write poetry. Like if we're dating, I'm writing a fuck ton of poetry about you. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to be all up in my poems. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, there's just a lot to look forward to. I think the main thing is to, um, for other, for our listeners, like some of them who are going through this, right now or you know just or thinking about it or whatever is like it really is good on the other side like it does seem really hard in those moments of where you do have to take ownership of that relationship and where it's not going and asking for what you want is really scary I used to cry a lot thinking that asking for the divorce was something bad, but it was really scary because all of a sudden I was asking more what was good for me, not, you know, and the fact that, like I've said before, like my ex is happy. So phew, that's great. Cause that means Caden's happy and you know, all that sort of stuff. And she has two healthy, happy homes. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes she'll ask me, when are you going to start dating? You know, like that. Cause she does. She's the only one to ask me that. 
I'm uh-huh. so curious. I was so curious. I was curious about that because like my kids have recently. My kids at first they were like, "We don't want you to date." Right. We don't want you to date. Um, and then they were they were okay with it, and they met the person I dated last summer because the person I dated last summer, I thought it was going to be a long term thing. And they met the person I dated last summer over FaceTime. And then he came and visited us and stayed with us for a weekend. And they just fell in love with him. And I knew that they would. And I knew that he would fall in love with them too. And to this day, they still ask about him. And even up until a couple months ago, he was still like occasionally FaceTiming with them and just checking in with them because, you know, he, even though he and I didn't end up working out, he just had so much like love and space in his heart for my kids and That's vice so versa. That is so sweet. And that was so special to me because that did teach me two things. One, I'm not going to let someone meet my kids again and until we know for a fact it's going to be a long-term thing and they've of made course. that commitment. We yeah. know. Because it it really just kind of made my kids so sad when it didn't work out for us. But then two it taught me that there are so many people out in the world who do fit that criteria I have of wanting to date someone who doesn't have kids. Mm-hmm. There are people like that who exist, who have that space and love in their heart oh, for yeah. other people's kids. And so I know that my criteria is not too high. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I- and now my kids are kind of in the space where they're like, mom, when are you going to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Because we want a baby sister. <laughs> oh my god and you're all that's not in the cards but like no the uterus is locked up like that's right. not happening. <laughs> exactly enjoy so-and-so's kids and enjoy you know other family people but yeah I just think, I, I just think this process is really what you make of it I think again I'm just god I think we've just learned so much over this last year together you and I and and I and again having girlfriends to talk to having safe people to talk to period. Um, yeah. Therapy has really helped. I think you just have to make, you just have to make this like real internal choice of saying, I've got to want what's best for me. I have got to want what's best for me more than what might look best for everybody. And at the end of the day, this life with all the sickness, all of this war and, you know, that's going on across the world, it just showcases that spending energy and time with anybody that doesn't, and I don't mean, and I, and I always want to make sure that I reiterate this, but I'll say the sentence and spending time with anybody that you don't and can't grow or evolve around friendships, family, all of that. Like it goes with that. It doesn't mean that I am better than anybody because that is the as the farthest from my head it's more about everybody is valuable and everybody is wonderful and i would treat everybody as such with kindness as i expect to be treated with kindness however there's a select group of people in my life currently for the reason that 
we grow, evolve, level up. Um, we bring each, we hopefully bring value to one another. And there has to be those standards, especially when mm -hmm. in a romantic situation, because it almost at some points we need to take the whole, like, she's hot and then ignore the red flags, ignore what other things come up. But like, and I think that's why I just come from an energy place and not so much of a, I wonder what this person's going to look like. So when I'm, when I am in my dream mode and in my meditation and thinking and writing and journaling, what I want out of a life mate is, is nothing short than what I am willing and ready to do for them. And it's not double standard. It is like, I'm going to fucking hold space for you. Cause I guess that's one of my superpowers evidently that I've learned. I continue to learn mm -hmm. and I'll hold space for you, but God damn, you better be ready to hold space for me. So one of the things that <clears throat> is talked about a lot in terms of like manifesting a partnership and love is the idea of making a list of what it is that you want to manifest in a person. Right. And I've done that. I have done, I've made a list and my list gets revised every so often as I'm growing and shifting and changing. But then I had this moment where I was like, I was looking at my list and I was like, so these are the things that I'm wanting out of someone or someone to give to me, provide to me. But am I the person who would also give those same things back? Like all these things on my list, does that also describe me? Right. And in two ways, do, would I be able to give that to someone? Are you accountable but also, to that? But, but do I give that to myself? Right. And so the thing I've been doing since this last, like Love this that. spring, this, this, this spring and summer and fall for me has been, my process has been looking at my list. And if there are items on that list that I don't feel like I'd be able to give to someone, that's an area where I need to work on my self-growth. Correct. And if there are things on that list where I'm not giving that to myself, yeah. I need to focus on giving that to myself yeah. and nurturing that myself. Isn't it interesting? So it all comes down and back to self-love. Always. 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 Yeah. I mean, when I look at my list, I do, I check, I, I check off every box on my own damn list. Oh, I check off all the boxes on my list now. Yeah. I wouldn't have, and that question I asked you earlier about like, would you have been ready for that relationship a year ago, whatever, you know, two years ago when my divorce process started, I, I wouldn't have been ready. I wouldn't have been able to check off the boxes on my own list of what I wanted. Yeah. Well, that list, my list has, you know, altered a little bit or it's gotten and the list has, has it's majorly more granular. You know what I mean? I keep yeah. like dialing in on it. My list has gone from like physical aspects of the person to know who are they as a person. How do they show yeah, up in I, this I world? Mean, yeah, I, I am one of those people like, yeah, I want someone who's physically attractive because I'm physically attractive and I'm attracted to people who are physically attracted. But like... That's not like the pinnacle. The pinnacle is who is this person? How do they treat others? How do they present to the world? Do their actions and their words line up? Yeah. All of these things. That's more I, important. I miss, I miss kissing. Oh my God. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. You really got like, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. That touched a, that, <laughs> the look on your face was priceless and adorable. I might have had a spicy dream last night that woke me up this morning and I was like god damn it <laughs> I, I've had a few of those where god those kisses are so damn good in my dreams mm. you know what I miss like and I will say I miss this the most right now because my last dating experience this is something that happened frequently and so I still miss it is when they like grab your face mm. and like pull you in for just like the most like romantic, sweet, passionate kiss, and you're just like melt. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I miss like being on a vacation with somebody where I really want to be with that person and like experience mm -hmm. that place, like spicy, romantic, playful. And just like be an adventurous, you know, I'm just looking for my adventure partner. And anyways, this has been fun. I'm so glad that we could kind of go down this realm a little bit today. It's, um, mm -hmm. it's definitely you know what? <laughs> what it, what. So this weekend I actually have, so, you know, I read tarot, right. And I do tarot yeah. for other people. I haven't had tarot done for myself for a while mm. and I am actually having a tarot love reading done this weekend Heck by yeah. one of my favorite tarot readers and I am both a little nervous and excited to see what emerges because I haven't had one done since probably last winter. Okay you better call me because I called you after my twin flame reading. Mm-hmm which was mind blowing mm -hmm. like a, and we're, and we're probably going to have that gal on the podcast. I think we should. I think. We should. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely do that. And just, I mean, yeah, I, it's, it's all coming for us. And that's why I think it it's, is. Like, it's like a hundred percent. I think you and I have leaned into the universe enough and we trust what's happening and in our life. Like, I think that's why I'm enjoying myself so much because at some point it is going to emerge. Love will emerge again for me and I'll get to be someone's person. Like, you know, that video that took mm -hmm. off for me in that sense where a lot of people saw that video and I still get the nicest notes from when someone catches that video and they're like, mm -hmm. I love that thought of like, I'm going to be someone's person again. And I really, I look forward to it. I welcome it. Yeah, same. I really do. I'm and like, happy. I'm like excited for it. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it's a good space to be like you. I was talking about this. I'm not in a lack space, space whatsoever. I'm no. not coming from lack. No. And I was talking about this with my therapist yesterday because I had a therapy oh. session yesterday and <clears throat> we work with internal family systems, which maybe at some point in time, we will have someone come on to talk about that. I really would like internal to family systems about is that. wonderful therapy modality um and this part of me came out that was like talking about feeling it and it, it, it felt like 16 year old me mm. where it's so excited about a boy or a person or a girl mm -hmm. you know and you're so like full of like hope about like what the possibilities are it's exciting and it's fun and it's flirty and 
that part of me exists. And the other parts were like shaming it. Like you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't like, you need to protect yourself because it hasn't served you in the past. And so we went through this whole process of like welcoming that part back into myself of like, no, you get to feel that way. You get to feel hopeful. You get to have a crush. You get to feel flirty. You get to feel excited about the possibilities in the future while also nurturing yourself, taking care of yourself, guarding yourself, and enjoying your single life. Those things can coexist. And it was a really, really cool thing to recognize. Like, I get to feel both of those things. Well, that's what you're making me feel right now. I think the only time I ever get anxious over the thought of somebody in my life is obviously because they're not, they wouldn't be a match. That's the only time I get anxious or anxiety because if they're truly the right person, we're not going to feel that we're going to be hopeful. We're going to be excited. We're going to, yeah, I look forward to seeing what love looks like on me again, like for real. Same. (laughs) I look forward to seeing what it looks like on you. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for one day our, our people will meet, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Like when we meet them and then we get to like travel to be near each other or hang out. And we can hang out and play words for, what is the game called? Oh, words against humanity. We can play that all together. <laughs> we can all sit around and laugh and uh, yeah, have, have a little too much wine and get stupid, you know, and just have a great time. But yeah. yeah, this was a fun conversation today. I know, I, I, I appreciate it. you. That was, yeah, like you said, you're like, let's just do us. Let's just be us and we'll see where it all goes. It always evolves and has its own natural flow. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like when I have guests, but I also love when it's just like our time. It's fun. Yeah, me too. Well, I love you and appreciate you as always. Yeah, love to you. our listeners today who do have someone that they are in a cherished relationship or if you're going through a hard time today, but they're still your person, I want you guys to have a makeout session tonight. And obviously don't think of River and I while you're making out, but like, or you if, can't you have, if you have someone to kiss, kiss, like just go make out. Like just cause we can't doesn't mean you can. So I hope, I hope um, there's a bunch of people kissing tonight. And if you're our person and you're happening to be listening to this. Can you come make out with us soon? Yeah. Just let us know when you want to connect. <laughs> Whoever that person is slide into my DMS. I don't care. Slide like, on in. The DMS are open. <laughs> I got, I got airplane credits ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> my Saturday night is still open. <laughs> I'll answer my phone. <laughs> Anyways, love you, sweet friend. Love you, friend. If you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring.